This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome to Episode 4 of the 21-Day Gratitude Series here on Grace Enough. The first three days were spent explaining what the Thanksgiving offering that the Jews participated in in the Old Testament has to do with our lives and how we give gratitude to God today. At the end of each of those conversations, I led you through a gratitude practice. Those gratitude practices can be found and downloaded at graceenoughpodcast.com slash free gratitude practice. I will continue to work through a few of those gratitude practices over our remaining time together. So I want to encourage you to go there and download those for free so that you can join me in participating in those or you can gather a group of friends to do them together. Or if it's something that you want to use during the next 21 days to beef up or shall I say, train yourself in various gratitude practices that will help to rewire your brain towards the goodness of God. And speaking of rewiring your brain, that is what we're going to talk about today. The impact regular intentional gratitude practice can have on the brain. First, you need to know that God has designed our brains to be neuroplastic. Well, what does that mean? The definition of neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to form and reorganize synaptic connections. It's the ability for our brain to adapt and change. It is when the brain is rewired or wired initially to function in some way. When you're young, it wires in a way through repetition. You know, it's learning to walk. It's learning to throw a ball. It's learning to kick, to read. It's learning to learn. As you get older, our brain is oftentimes wired in a way based on our experience. So sometimes neuroplasticity can be a bad thing because we can be wired according to the traumatic experiences, to um, potential neglect that we have faced. But it can also continue to be wired in such a way that brings health and thriving and flourishing and that helps us to learn new skills. And so what does that have to do with an intentional gratitude practice? Well, I love what Robert Emmons says in his book, The Little Book of Gratitude. He says, gratitude is fertilizer for the mind, spreading connections and improving its functions in nearly every realm of experience. What is the purpose of fertilizer? It's to improve the supply of nutrients or to improve the physical condition of soil. So when you think about gratitude as a fertilizer for the brain, You can think it supplies nutrients. It physically improves the condition of the brain. 
And you don't have to take my word for it. There have been multiple studies that have shown that gratitude changes the brain. It changes our body functions. And all of the things that I'm getting ready to mention will be linked in the show notes so that you can go to these articles and read them for yourself. I read this in an article on U.S. Davis's health website. Gratitude is associated with higher levels of good cholesterol, lower levels of bad cholesterol, and lower systolic and diastolic blood pressure, both at rest and in the face of stress. It has also been linked with higher levels of heart rate variability, a marker of cardiac coherence or a state of harmony in the nervous system and heart rate that is equated with less stress and mental clarity. That is incredible. Here's something else that was written in an article on positive psychology titled The Neuroscience of Gratitude. When we express gratitude and receive the same, our brain releases dopamine and serotonin the two crucial neurotransmitters responsible for our emotions, and they make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately, making us feel happy from the inside. Sarah Moore wrote in her article, The Science of Gratitude, studies have shown the benefits of gratitude on psychological health. World-renowned gratitude researcher Robert A. Emmons has conducted numerous studies that have shown the relationship between gratitude and feelings of happiness. He has also found that gratitude is linked to lower depression. Other studies have found that gratitude may also lower anxiety and help people to deal with adversity and build strong relationships. There have also been studies that have shown gratitude to enhance empathy and lower aggression. These studies have been further backed up by neuroscientific research, which has revealed that the expression of gratitude can increase the levels of the brain's feel-good chemicals such as dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin. These neurochemicals are associated with feelings of connection, closeness, and happiness. Friends, this is the way that God has designed our brains to work. This is his idea. And brain science is simply laying out what God has put in man from the beginning. And that is that gratitude is not only good for us and our brains, but it brings glory to him and it is beneficial for the people in our lives. I like to tell people to imagine their brains like a busy highway interchange a hundred times over and all day long messages and signals are traveling from one place to another telling our body how to move, our emotions, how to respond, and so on. Some of those messages are automatic, or what scientists call reflexive, and some are consciously chosen. Now imagine those brain highways as made less of asphalt and more of a moldable material like dirt or mud. 
And the more you drive over it, the deeper the ruts in the road get. So when the messages that the cars or the brain neurons are delivering are healthy messages, the ruts are good and the road is leading us to a place of health and flourishing. But how often are the messages that are being delivered destruction? But what if I told you that you can rewire these brain highways? You can create new pathways, helping you break free from the mental ruts that keep you trapped in old habits and negative thought patterns. It is a process that requires patience and persistence and sometimes an incredible amount of time. But transformation is possible. The reality is we do not naturally gravitate toward goodness, gratitude, and grace. And even more so if those characteristics have not been modeled for us or if we've endured trauma. And honestly, all of us have. We must choose to practice gratitude when life is going well and when we aren't experiencing extreme hardship so that when those hardships come, so that when anxiety kicks in, so that when fear threatens to overtake us, our path of least resistance is God's peace, presence, and goodness instead of overwhelming stress, overwhelming fear, overwhelming anxiety. And again, please hear me. Gratitude practice is not a quick fix. It is not a way for you to stick your head in the sand and act like hard and bad and awful things aren't going on in your life, in your friends' lives, or in the world. But instead, it is a way of rewiring your brain pathways to move to a place of acknowledging God's goodness and his work in the world and his presence in the world, even when things are not great. And so I want to go ahead and begin to close out today's conversation, although I will continue to talk about intentional gratitude practice and the brain over the next several days with a few verses that call attention to the way that God designed our brains to adapt, change, and renew. God's wisdom has been intricately woven into the very fabric of our beings, and as science digs deeper into understanding the complexities of the human brain, we uncover evidence of God's intrinsic design from the beginning. I like to say advancements in brain science are evidence that it has been God's science all along. And so today, as I read these verses, spend time thanking God that he has designed your brain in such a way that it is adaptable and that it can refocus on his goodness, that it can also acknowledge the hard, it can grieve, it can experience sorrow, and the very next moment, it can experience and acknowledge goodness and presence 
and joy. Because the reality is grief and sorrow don't have to be separate from joy and goodness. These will all be read from the English Standard Version. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. The phrase, take every thought captive to obey Christ, reveals the power of our thoughts in shaping our beliefs and actions. Brain science reveals that our brains possess the remarkable ability to adapt and rewire themselves. This ability allows us to actively change our thought patterns, rewiring our minds to align with God's truth and wisdom. Romans 12.2 Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The phrase, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, implies transformation is not merely a spiritual concept. It resonates with the very essence of our neurobiology. And that does not negate God's power to transform. Instead, it bolsters his power to transform. He knows how our brains, bodies, and souls work because he created them. As we immerse ourselves in God's word and partner with the Holy Spirit living in us, our brains undergo a process of renewal. Of course, it's a slow process, but it is a process of renewal nonetheless. And this process of renewal replaces old thought patterns with new ones that align with the will of God. I hope you will cling to these truths and spend some time asking God to partner with you in the transforming of your mind, in the renewal of your mind, and remembering that it is a process. It is not something that happens overnight, but it is truly a partnering with the living God to transform the mind until the day of Christ Jesus. We'll close with this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you that you created our brains and our bodies, that you created our emotions, that you promised that you search us and that you know us, and that we can trust that in your searching and your knowing that you want to transform us into Christ's likeness from a place of love and grace and mercy. And so, God, I pray that you would come alongside each one of us as we desire for the pathways in our brain to be transformed through intentional gratitude practice. God, open our eyes to see your goodness in every area of our life, even in the midst of sorrow, grief, of uncertainty, of fear, of anxiety and drive out any of those that are preventing us from full trust in you. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. This episode was brought to you in part by Wheaton College's M.A. in Humanitarian and Disaster Leadership, which prepares Christian professionals to serve others faithfully and excellently. Called to help people facing disasters, human trafficking, poverty, or displacement as refugees? Visit wheaton.edu hdl.